everybody. Welcome to Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson, and this is... I'm your other host, Laura Dobson. So good to have you here. We've got a great show for you today. I apologize for my recent absence. My mom fell and broke her hip and leg two weeks ago. That also coincided with me falling into a pretty deep depression. And uh, I just want to say Laura has been a total legend throughout this time. She's been so supportive and so great. I spoke with my doctor, therapist, coach, the Lord, my friends. So I'm on an upswing. I'm feeling a little better. So again, I apologize. Thank you for your patience. Today we're talking about parenting. We've already started Parenting by Paul Tripp, and the chapter entitled Law is what we're going to talk about today. The principle for that is your children need God's law, but you cannot ask the law to do what only grace can accomplish. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Before we begin, I want to thank our sponsors for providing cost-free edutainment. I'm going to say edutainment. Edutainment. I had to mark that on YouTube today. That's right. Please describe. That's right. Uh, our big sponsor is Covenant Eyes. They get Thank rid of the you. porn in your life. It'll help your marriage. It'll help your kids. It'll protect them as long as possible. Go to CovenantEyes.com. Use the code word REBEL. You'll get a free month. And thank you to all of our monthly sponsors. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for donating and supporting us. And you can do so at rebelparenting.org. Click on the Donate tab. All of them are tax deductible. How's Yay. that? All right. Let's dive in. Here are our thoughts on chapter three uh, in this book by Paul Tripp. It is so amazing. I was recommending it just a couple weeks ago. I think it was when I was being interviewed by Pastor Alan Jackson. I don't know. Hmm. Um, anyway, it's one of the greatest books you can possibly read on parenting. And this chapter three really hits heavy with hmm. me. It kind of starts with a piece where parents are lamenting, like, we did everything right. Like, our kid was so great, and then now all of a sudden they're crazy, or now they're depressed, or now they're rebellious, or now what's wrong with our children? In fact, Laura and I are coaching a couple that is really in the midst of this right now. They're in their 70s, their kids are younger than us, and they struggle with this, and I've encouraged them to read this chapter. I really encourage them to read the entire book, but this chapter especially, and it starts with, with that, and Paul has these little subheadings in his book, and the mm -hmm. next one is a subtle but foundational mistake. And mm -hmm. I have marked a couple things down here that I want to read quickly because he's so brilliant. It said, consider that every parent puts their confidence in something. Every parent knows their children have to grow, mature, change. As a parent, you know that it's your job to help form character, things like obedience, respect, honesty, willingness, etc., in your children. So as a parent, you will rely on something to create change in your children. There is some tool that you will use again and again in the belief that it has the power to change your child. And because you have confidence in that tool, you will use it again and again in situation after situation with child after child. The change tool you have placed your confidence in will not only be the tool you reach for when it's indicated, but it will also be the lens you'll look through to assess situations to evaluate your children. Okay, so think about it. And Paul says, the, over the, yeah, the, I love what you just shared, but then he goes on. I love, I think you're going to hit it. So sorry. I that's okay. Over the last six weeks. Is that no, just over that. the last six weeks. If you look at your yeah. parenting, exactly. What's your greatest tool? So take a break and no judgment, no nothing. Just really take a look. How has your parenting been the last mm -hmm. six weeks? We're no judgment here. Nothing. Just take a peek look at it and see what 
have you been using as your tool? What tool is the one you go to most? If we all have it. If you're frustrated, angry, happy, whatever it is, what's the tool you use most? And you've marked a piece down here, Laura. You want to do that one? Well, this was kind of goes a little bit further on, but um, just to notice your parenting. And I think that was a great place to start. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we, we just go on autopilot as parents, you know, and, and we fall back on to what we think might work or we're not... I don't know. At least I'm just talking for me. Sometimes. I think this will help enter in your piece. The tool I used most when Lincoln was young was the law. It was rules. I had a rule for everything. I had a coaching advice for everything. Yeah. My parenting was fear-based. Fear goes into anger, judgment, dis- performance. You know, discipline, performance, compliance, all those types of things. And I couldn't get away from the law. I couldn't get away from rules. You know, I had a rule for loading the dishwasher. I had a rule for putting the toilet paper on a toilet paper roll. I had rules for going to bed. I had rules for cleaning the bathroom. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Ugh. It's so hard to even talk about it at times because it draws me back into that person I was. But the law and rules was the most often used tool in my home. Right. Truthfully, it was the most often used in the tool of my home growing up. You didn't have that experience. You had a completely different experience than I did. But for me, it was rules and regulation. It was compliance. It was law. And I was definitely doing that with my kids to an extreme level. Yeah. We had unspoken rules. Sure. But anyway, this says, if rules and regulations had the power to change the heart and life of your child, rescuing your child from himself and giving him a heart of submission and faith, Jesus Jesus would never needed to come he would have never needed to come if rules and regulations could change our children Mm -hmm. right so just aligning ourselves like with that huh we need jesus in all this and i and i know it's that's redundant but rules and regulations aren't going to produce what you want in your children's life that's right not saying that they don't need rules and regulations it's a both and Mm -hmm. (laughs) so But if that's your go-to and you're thinking, hey, I've done everything right. I've talked to parents over the years. You know, I I did this. I did that. I did this. And how many times have we heard my son's gay? Okay, well, don't throw on more rules like what we've heard is, you know, oh, our son's gay. So we restricted his we took away his car. We took away his phone. We did all these things. Took away the Internet. But never engaged him in his curiosity of his sexuality or mm. his brokenness right like so i'm just saying in that scenario that occurs. whether it's that or addiction or any of those types of things right yeah and that so, leads into the next subheading because it's the law and grace and he says your children need the law they need god's law and look at the words of the apostle paul what shall we then say that the law is sin by no means yet if it had not been for the law i would not have known sin For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, you shall not covet. So interesting because it's not saying that we shouldn't have the law. It's not saying that uh, it's saying we definitely need it. But your children, this is another subheading, need to understand the law's weakness. Hmm. And this is really important. It really does speak to me uh, very powerfully. Yes, your children need the law of God in their lives. But it's very dangerous as a parent to daily ask the law to do what only grace can accomplish. And I needed that grace in my life. Mm-hmm. That changed my parenting as I allowed the grace to come into my life. I allowed my life to be affected by God's grace, which then gave me the freedom to give it to my children. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that many, many Christian parents do exactly that without knowing it. They've reduced Christian parenting. This is totally me. 
They've reduced Christian parenting down to being a really faithful lawgiver, arresting officer, prosecutor, judge, and jailer. So their parenting is basically a body of rules followed by threats of punishment. Yeah, children need rules and they need faithful correction, but that simply isn't enough. And here I'm going to drop down a little bit. This is what every parent of every child needs to understand. The law does a very good job of exposing your child's sin, but it has no power whatsoever to deliver your child from it. The law has no ability to rescue your child from the power of sin's grip. The law has no ability to give your child a new heart. The law has no ability to create the lasting change in your child that every parent longs for. The law cannot and will not rescue, redeem, and, is, and restore your child. But that's exactly what every child needs. So if you're going to be a tool of change in God's hands, in the lives of your children, you need more than God's law in your personal parenting toolbox. Bam. Does that hit as hard as it sounds to, to you as it does me? I mean, I know because it's such an echo chamber of who I was or a mirror reflection of, of who I was. I hope that speaks deeply to parents. I Yeah, I mean, it does land pretty hard, and I hope in in the delivery that there's grace that you right. that you guys are yeah. hearing grace and mm-hmm. like oh this is an invitation maybe to something that has been stuck in my life like i used to be yeah. a yeller like i didn't even know i was a yeller until i became a parent and then you know about 6 years ago god freed me of that and that's not my story anymore i'm not a yeller and i have chosen new ways to engage my children but that was one of the tools i used mm. when when lincoln was little and when you know, so this is just an opportunity, I think, for all of us to just take a look at our parenting and maybe yeah. see what's more available in, in our relationship with our children. Yeah, and build that toolbox up. That's, That's the other thing, yeah. too. You want to be prepared for all situations. Sometimes it might cause for something stern. And I found most of the time it doesn't. My goodness, I'm telling you, yesterday— you got to use the fruit of the Spirit. I know we've yes. been talking about it, but in our parenting. Oh. Yesterday, I was at Territory Days with Lucy. <laughs> Territory Days is a thing in Colorado Springs. They block off Colorado Boulevard for about 12 blocks, and they have a million food trucks. Okay, I will tell you this. Um, let's see. Lucy and I got gourmet grilled cheese and french fries for lunch and a giant lemonade, and then I brought home— a deep fried Twinkie, a deep fried Ding Dong, a deep fried Snickers, and six deep fried Oreos. We don't eat sugar. Yeah, I'm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and this is. I'll tell you what's funny. This is what Laura knows too, no. because there's a box. There's two boxes of candy on my desk right now. It shows I'm trying to come out of depression. Hmm. I struggle with sugar. I have an addictive personality, and. My go-to when I'm sad or depressed is sugar, and I've been coming out of it. So, But we had so much fun there, and it was really interesting to see parents. And we were walking along, and there was a dad talking to a little girl who had to be, let's see, much smaller than Lucy, a head shorter than Lucy. So I'm going to go seven, around seven. And there was another little girl younger than her walking with a dad. That dad was yelling at his children in public and and by the way massive crowd i was most concerned with how lucy was feeling i put her on my shoulders for a while but my goodness she's big yeah 
but it got overwhelming. Like we started moving across the street to like open areas because there were so many people there. There's these two tiny children. The dad's yelling at him. And he's going, get behind me. Get behind me. I said, get. you know, that whole clenched teeth. I remember just thinking there's literally you could not. You could not describe a situation barring there's a guy in front of me with a gun that's about to shoot you and I'm trying to get you behind me, which clearly it wasn't. In context, there was absolutely no call for that behavior on any level. None. None whatsoever. But here's the thing. This is what we are afraid of is this causing shame and guilt in parents that have been angry or been judgmental blow or overbearing or, or, or going to blow it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And here's the thing. I was the worst at this. I went to therapy with Lincoln for a long time. You know, it was off and on. Laura went, I went. You can do this. And this is the thing. It's, you're afraid of the pain. You're afraid of the pain that you're going to have to go through to get to the other side. And you're afraid you won't get to the other side. It's too painful to get through. And I have been there and I have felt that. I'm telling you on the other side of that pain, the relationship is worth a million times more of that pain. It is. There's no price I could name. I, mean, I was literally laying in bed last night thinking, could someone give me a million dollars to not be the parent I am today and go back to the parent I was when Lincoln was little? I mean, it, no it, you couldn't give hills. me a billion dollars. <laughs> like, I, there's no price you could give me to be the old dad. I'm telling you, the pain was extreme. The pain was great. It, it is it is long-term. It flares up. You want to go back to it. All the things. I know how scary it is to go through that pain, to willingly walk into a situation to say, I am the one that's wrong. I'm the one that did bad things. To not try to keep score and say, yeah, but you did bad things too. You know, whatever that thing is. Or I, you know... I did this and that was good, so that takes away some of the bad that I did. Just to go in vulnerable saying, how can I change? That pain is extreme to go through. The relationship you will get as a result of it is beyond description. Yeah. Oh, Laura gave me this book recently called Bold Love by Dan Allender. Uh, Allender and Longman. Who's Longman? He passed away. Okay. He was his partner. This book is shocking. I am struggling greatly with it, but there is a whole section on forgiveness um, and reconciliation that I am reading, and I think it's, I'm not sure, but I think it's important. But he talks about how forgiveness and repentance are going hand in hand in the Bible. And that's something, if you're a parent and you're feeling like you've blown it when your kids are young or when you do blow it, the best possible thing you can do is go straight to them and apologize. Yeah. Without excuses, just say, hey, I'm sorry, I blew it. Whether it's the first time or the hundredth time. And if it's the hundredth time, say, I've blown it too many times and now I'm going to go get help for this. That's what I did. I looked at Lincoln. I've told this so many times. I said, I'm sorry because I had raised my voice over something. And he gave me the look and he didn't mean to, but it was the, I've heard this before. And I was like, oh, I've been using words, not actions. We say at Rebel Parenting, words always show, actions always show how words mean nothing. Yeah. We have a different version of it, but actions always show how words mean nothing. And I wasn't doing the actions to get rid of my anger. And so I went into intensive deep therapy and I got rid of a lot of my anger and I'm getting rid of more and more of it every day. I'm not even close to the person I was. And that's the other part too is 
you will gain so much. You will feel feelings you've never felt before, and they're amazing and beautiful. It's just a blessing every day if you allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and grace to break you. You need the grace to allow yourself to be broken, but you can totally do it. Have you seen a change in our family since we started practicing these principles? Of course, 100%. I think the way we communicate and the way we honor each other Mm. has really shifted. Um, And just allowing whatever it is, you know, the love to come or the anger or the, you know, whatever it is, I think Mm -hmm. there's just more space to be um, wherever we are in the moment and allowing God to unite us and break us when we need it and Mm -hmm. it's like not being the funny thing with lincoln is like um usually it's like something will happen or a door gets slammed or something you know whatever just normal family stuff and my old way would have been to like run to the slam door and be like don't you slam your door whatever that would have been my go-to and and today i just wait i just wait and pause and you know like Within 20 minutes. Hey, Mom, I'm sorry I slammed the door earlier. I was just upset. I won't do it again. Mm. It's okay, buddy. I get it. I've slammed the door too. Yeah. I forgive you. Thanks for acknowledging it. So that's how our relationships have changed. Yeah. And that's I think the with all of us. And we keep growing. We fall and we get in tiffs and we fall. And we, you know, and you prepare. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're incorporating the vulnerability of I've slammed doors too. Right? That's another one that I've seen you do and I've tried to do as well is... You give grace and the example of, yes, everyone blows it. It's not a crutch. It's not excusing things. It's, you don't need to hammer down every single nail that pops up. You don't need to be the hammer, and your kids are not the nail. It's not a whack-a-mole game. This it's is not, not whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The more you can incorporate kindness and grace into your relationship with your children and into your marriage, the better it's going to be. Yeah, and just continue to model. You know, it's okay to model brokenness. Yeah. And it's okay to model, like, longing and desire. Mm-hmm. And, gosh, I have a longing for our relationships to be stronger and healthier. You know, like, it's great to share those things because that's what the Lord wants with sure. us. The gospel is he's, like, putting his hands down for us, like, calling us to him. And mm. I think th- that's um, a way we can stand with our children, just igniting those desires in them and you know that's awesome i think one of the things i noticed um i'm experiencing my children less and less as extensions of me yes you know like i don't believe your children should be extensions extensions of you i think we all feel that from time to time your kid wears something does something says something you're like what will people think that means you feel your child is an extension of you you will be judged based on your child's actions and looks. Some people also might do that. Doesn't mean it's true or good. But Lincoln went to Summit, the camp I talk about. That's one of our sponsors, uh, summit.org, Great Worldview Camp that changed my life. And Lincoln went. Um, he just went two weeks ago. He's two years younger than when I went uh, to camp. And he had a very different experience than I did. He had a similar experience in some ways and a different experience in some ways, but it wasn't the monumental, you know, you know, record skip. Life-changing event. No. No. But he had a good time, and he did enjoy it, and he made some good friends, and he did enjoy the, you know, some of his leaders, and he liked some of the speakers. It wasn't everyone. And, you know, I work for Summit, and so Dr. Jeff was asking me about it. My boss Aaron was asking me about it. And do you know what I was, I like, 
I was so happy that he had his own experience. That was what I wanted to share most. Like, what do you think? I'm like, he had such a unique experience from me. And I wasn't giving the answer people were looking for in the beginning. And so I started changing to like, hey, he had a really good time. Like he had a really tough time in the beginning and then he kind of got okay mm -hmm. about it. And then he had a better time, you know, towards the middle end. And in the end, he kind of wanted to come home. And But it was so unique for him. And I was like, yeah, you don't have to be me. Like you don't have to have my experience. And the fact that you had an experience and it was positive and negative and you went through some things and you stayed away from mom and dad for two weeks and all the things, yeah. And I love that. I love that I'm now able to give him freedom just to be whoever he's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You've really been good at that. Thanks. Working on that. You know what's so funny is I have like all these funny little stories about his time at camp. I'm not going to tell any no, one of them. Nope. They're not for you. Yeah, They're for totally. our family. They're so cute. There's he's so many either. amazing things. And it's just like, oh, I love it so much. He came he home. He wants to and share it with That's him. right. If he wants to share it, I just got need under the table. share it. Yeah. Totally. We are not. Yeah. So. I just want you to know how much I love being a parent. I was telling my daughter yesterday, I'm so blessed to be your dad. I love being you and Lincoln's dad. And that's one of the ways that got me to this point is telling my kids all the time how much I love it. So have a great week. I promise I'll be back on Thursday. I've got a massive program for you. So many things have happened. But I want to thank our sponsors, Covenant Eyes, CovenantEyes.com. Uh, code word rebel for a free month off to get rid of the porn in your life. Thank you to all of our monthly supporters and donors. And thank you to Summit for hiring me and for treating my kids so well. Your kid can learn Christian worldview and a great experience with amazing professors and educators at summit.org, online and in person. God bless. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Tune back in.